but my, the person that I worked with at the Dockers, which was um, way back before I had known associates events, my manager, she called it her magic box. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just stuck. It feels wrong. It does feel kind of wrong, but it also is full of magic because when yeah. you're on site, you have got everything that you could possibly need. Welcome to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the insider toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to open the backstage curtain and unleash your world of events expertise. Hello and welcome to Behind the Clipboard. I'm Tamara Cook from Known Associates Events and please welcome my fellow eventee, also from Known Associates Events, Melissa Howie. Ciao a tutti. <laughs> oh, we've gone to Italy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. Um, so our topic today is pre and post event day rituals and we have a special guest in the studio here today to ask us all the juicy questions. A big welcome to our events and public relations coordinator from Known Associates Events, Justine Piavitas. So JP's been part of the team for a couple of years now and let me tell you, girlfriend likes to talk. So getting her on the potty has been on my mind for quite some time now. Justine, welcome to Behind the Clipboard. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you finally asked. I was very excited when I got the email to come on board. So here I am. I'm very excited. <laughs> cool. Did you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah. So um, you probably gave a bit of a good introduction there. But um, apart from what Tam said, I do a lot of public relations and events work here at Known Associates, which is very exciting. Um, I'm actually currently organising and doing a lot of the social media posts for Behind the Clipboard. So anyone that's listening to this podcast, you've probably seen some cool social media tiles pop up. Well, oh, if she I, does say I so herself. Yeah. I hope that you, hope you th- think that they're pretty cool. Toot toot. Um, <laughs> some a tootie. A tootie. <laughs> oh, don't mind if I do. Um, yeah, so it's been really cool so far and this is quite exciting for me now, jumping on and asking you guys the questions instead of just hearing it in my ears. So I'm going to be hearing my own voice now. <laughs> cool. Oh, all right. So why don't you take us away with question one? Beautiful. Cool. So today we're going to talk about pre-event rituals and post-event rituals. So my first question for you both today is walk me through, walk all of us through how you prepare the day before an event. Mm. Can I kick off? Sure. Do you, do you, want to you looked so excited then. Does Go for it. And I'll <laughs> Did I? Things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Um, all right. So pre-event, you've done a lot of the prep work. You're at the tail end. Really, the bulk of the event work all happens months before um, you get anywhere near the event date. So the day before is when I am checking, 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 triple checking, quadruple checking that any last minute changes have been entered into the run sheet and that any last minute changes have been passed on to the relevant parties. So people like MCs, um, AV crews, our graphic designer, the venue, if you need to pass anything on to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going through all of those things and just making sure that that has all been entered into the run sheet and then passed on to the relevant parties. And then at the very final last minute, I will print my run sheets. Yeah, <laughs> as late as possible. And guest lists, because they are always a-changing. 
<sighs> so frustrating <sighs> when you've printed. Literally, you hit print, and then someone's like, "Oh, my friend can't come anymore. This person's coming." Yeah. Well, you know, if it's a <laughs> if it's an event for a thousand people, then I'm just going to handwrite. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> on six copies. <laughs> <laughs> so also, when you're going through printing, you want to print enough copies copies for everyone who obviously needs one and then I clip them nice and neatly into their gorgeous gold clipboards and have them all nicely arranged ready for the next day. Um, I also go through my personal event run sheet and highlight any important things that I need to remember. So if there are any times during the event that really stand out that I personally need to remember I'll highlight that or scribble all over it, um, just write myself some notes. Um, I'll have a really decent breakfast. Oh, good. Very good. I like <laughs> that. That was on mine that. too. Yes. Food's always on my mind. Healthy <laughs> eating before an event day is absolutely crucial because you're going to expend a lot of energy. And I guess most of the events we do here are of a pretty large scale. So that's the kind of re- event that I'm referring to. For smaller events, I'd l- be a lot more, more chilled. Chill. But yeah. yeah, if you've got. And a ballroom of a thousand people coming in the next day, then yeah, these are the things I'd run through. Um, if it's a breakfast event the next morning, then I'll check through all the on-screen content as well the night before, just so that I'm super prepared. And then I'll get to the magic box. Ooh, I know we, I know we've mentioned the magic box before. Um, basically, it's an event kit. That's what most people call it, an event kit. But my, the person that I worked with at the Dockers, which was um, way back before I had known associates events, my manager, she called it her magic box. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just stuck. It feels wrong. It does feel kind of wrong, but it also is full of magic because when yeah. you're on site, you have got everything that you could possibly need to make that event happen. So, yeah, I packed my magic box. <laughs> um there's and so many things I could say right now, but I'm not going. <laughs> Keep We're it fine. clean. Yeah. Keep it clean. This is a clean podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so it means that I'm going through it and just making sure that I'm, I've got any essentials for that particular event in the box. And I've also got, um, I've deleted anything that I wouldn't need on the event set. So I'm not lugging around a whole bunch of stuff that I know I definitely won't need. But in the middle is a whole lot of stuff that I probably won't need, but I could. So but I'm bringing need. it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So common things uh, that get used and not replaced that I would definitely check are things like batteries, mm-hmm. blue tack, pins, like safety pins, as well as the pins for the seating plan. Scissors always seem to go walkabouts. Yeah. People steal them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sharpies. That's the other thing that people steal. <laughs> mm. um, another thing I don't do the day before an event is drink alcohol. Contrary Smart. to popular opinion. <laughs> Shocking. I'm not always boozing. <laughs> So, yeah, I um, I definitely don't drink. I want a clear head. I want a really good sleep. I'll go to bed early and wake up fresh and hopefully exercise before I do anything so that I'm in a really good frame of mind and feeling good before we kick everything off. Yeah. How about you, Mel? Well, you've covered a lot of the things that I had on my list as well, but exercise is a really good one um, to get rid of any nervous energy you've got kind of helps you work it out. I've got a few others. Uh, Mainly if it's a morning event, I set three alarms. That's how stressed I am that I'm not going to wake up in time. (laughs) Wow, okay, right, three. (laughs) I'm not the sort of person who's naturally going to wake up at 5am for bump in. So I set one for 
four for four thirty and for four forty five. And worst case, I can still make it for the four forty five one. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> you're so funny. Um, I plan my outfit ahead of time, especially if it's a breakfast one. I don't want to be thinking about that first thing in the morning. Um, I personally have trouble getting to sleep the night before an event because I've got so much running through my head. Like, did I confirm that? Did I just imagine that? Did I definitely send them the run sheet? Are they going to know the code to get into the delivery dock? All these sort of things. Yeah, it's mental. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I use an app called Calm, which you can listen to and it distracts your brain. You can fall off to sleep straight away. It's perfect. Nice. Um, yeah, and then I put eat a hearty meal before you go on site, which is, I know you mentioned, is so important because you don't know when you are going to have the chance to eat again. Beautiful. I love all those tips. Very good. I'm going to be taking some of them on board for myself. I actually personally use the plan your uh, um, outfit the day before. I find that really helps. And a few of the other ones. But I'm um, moving on to the next question. So tell us about the most challenging experience you've had before an event. So this could be the event manager getting sick, talent pulling out, or just a time you did an impressive problem solving well, I've got a few for you. <laughs> Let them all out. Uh, I covered one a few episodes ago, but um, our AV run through and Zoom test uh, the day before was probably the worst I've ever felt going into an event. And as we discussed in that episode, um, going back first thing the next morning and rectifying it, doing the run through again, there's nothing wrong with that so that you feel better when the guests arrive. Mm-hmm. I've had another one. It was um, a large cycling event. So we had been in regional WA for an entire week on three different routes. We all It all culminates in Mandra. We were staying the night exhausted from a week long of like 16-hour days. And the event manager for the um, party or event at the end to welcome all the riders home was heavily pregnant. It was literally the week before she went on maternity leave. She was going to be setting up this event early. We were going to be coming back probably mid-morning from Mandra. We get a call at 5am from her husband saying that she's had to be taken to hospital. Uh, She's had massive complications with her pregnancy and she's can't go on site at all. Oh, no. So that was a situation where we had to obviously just get up, throw everything in the car, drive straight back um, from Mandra to site. And that is where we say this all the time, the importance of a run sheet. So someone else should be able to pick it up. It should have every single detail. It shouldn't require any prior knowledge. Pick it up and run with it. So we did and it all went off without a hitch. But And she was okay, let me tell you. But yeah, that was definitely a hectic pre-event experience. Mm, so stressful. Yeah. I've had a similar thing happen to me um, where, you know, I'm always training my staff to do exactly what you just said that you have to have a run sheet that is so well detailed that you don't need to be there. You can hand it to anyone, any um, proficient event manager, they can pick it up and run with it. But it does come up. And I had an event Mm. um, recently where the event manager fell sick on the day and I had to pick up her run sheet and run with it. But there are – I mean, it was – she'd done a really great job and the event was beautiful and went off without a hitch – there's definitely things that an event manager who's preparing who's preparing the event themselves has in their head. So even if they think they've put everything they possibly can down in that run sheet that they think is critical, there's always going to be components that they're holding in their mind and it'll pop up. Hopefully it's only the little things and yeah. you can deal with it on the event site. But yeah, it 
that experience made me realise we can be as prepared as possible on paper, but that event manager is always going to have a million things running through his or her head on the day that is hard to translate. So true, because they have the context of everything. Like, they know that, yes, the booking says we booked three lights and a stage, but the first quote said this, and that might be why we accidentally got this amount of lights instead of that one and yeah you know it's all the behind the scenes stuff that is really important exactly right and you get there and you're thinking why did they do it that way yeah. and you yeah you're wasting a bit of mental space on thinking about that whereas the actual event manager would just it's they know it all yep mm. yeah you can only do what you can only do in those sort of situations I suppose um I've had another one a former boss of mine told me this it wasn't me personally thank god but they were having a really large event for um it was a industry body breakfast and they had a well-known football coach and commentator getting on the plane in Melbourne to fly over that day sorry the day before for the event the next morning he got on the plane realized they didn't book him first class and he was expecting first class and refused to fly he got straight back off the plane oh no boy. yes Jeez. And needless to say, they've never worked with him again uh, and don't what have very nice things to say. Madonna. Yep. Left them completely in the lurch. Literally the agent for the person called and said, um, I have really bad news, but such and such is not on the plane and they're not coming. Basically, they wanted first class. There was some sort of miscommunication. They didn't get that and... Yeah, wow. So in a panic, they called the local booking agent of this um, this speaker, and thank God there was another similar coach commentator um, for the AFL who was actually in town for another event. So they convinced him to swing by their event on the way back and um, save the day. Thankfully, but that thank was God a, a near a near miss that one. Yeah, it's so funny. It's those things that would have the event manager rocking in a corner. <laughs> And the guests would, I mean, obviously for this one, it was printed in a program, yeah. so the guests would know, but you've got such a fantastic replacement that they're, okay, they're like, oh, hang on, that's not that person, but this is awesome anyway. But this is still really cool. Yeah. I don't know what they would have done if they couldn't have found someone of um, comparable kind of prestige. Stature. Yeah, yeah, stature. So that one was a really lucky near miss, but. Who yeah. was it? Name names. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later. Beautiful. Oh, lovely. Well, let's move on to the next one then. So I want to know, what are your top tips for staying calm before the event? Let's start with you, Tam. Preparation, preparation, preparation. Um, the bulk of event management, like I said before, is done so far before the event. So just to be calm on your event day is to be 110% prepared. You need to have a clear purpose and a plan which always refers back to that purpose and if you're prepared and you've triple checked absolutely everything you'll be calm so you've got to keep that purpose in mind of the event and why you're there why you're doing it and have everything just so meticulously referenced and organized that you should I shouldn't say you will be calm you should <laughs> be calm <laughs> because you're uh, you know you're just feeling safe in the knowledge that you have done everything you possibly can by the time you get to the event day or the night before the event. So following that, arrive early. So always be the first one on site so that every detail of this event can be overseen by you. If you're the first one there, and I'm saying like super early, you'll, you'll feel calm. 
you're not stressed, you're not rushed, you're not mm-hmm. putting your shoes on as you get in the car and, um, you know, a little bit sweaty and because you're running late. You, If you plan to arrive an hour before anyone else is going to be on site, that will really iron out your nerves and keep you calm. Totally. You, you might be sitting there with time to spare, but that's where you can go back over through your run sheet and just double check everything's um, in its place and... I don't know, just breathe before the chaos. Do some BTS socials. You have like, that's the best part. If you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs and you've got time to do social media set up, a time lapse of the AV guys, whatever you like, that's when you're going to feel a bit calm because you're there and you can see everything happening. Yeah, and in the day of reels, it's really nice to do some video footage of the event space before anything goes into Mm. it or... um, any of the guests arrive so you've just got everything set up and it's beautiful yeah um and my final couple of tips well my my final real tip is hydrate so drink (laughs) lots of water so that you (laughs) good tip good tip (laughs) you're feeling uh you're definitely feeling good in in your body but if you are really really stressed and it's an (laughs) evening event you're gonna have to pee a lot if you're hydrating a lot no i'm just gonna say have a shot of gin (laughs) Okay then. <laughs> I don't know. I was toying up whether toying with whether I was going to say this on air, but yeah, when I've had, I don't do it so much now because I've been doing it for so many years. But back in the early days, if I had an event for you know a decent amount of people and it was a really stressful, high pressure, lots going on room, I would have a shot of gin about an hour before guests arrived, and it would just whew, calm my nerves. I would never tell my staff this. Justine, <laughs> close your ears. <laughs> what stays on the mic stays on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not out there getting drunk, but just one little nip and I would just feel so much calmer. Was it only gin that worked? Like no other particular one you were drawn towards? or just That's just her favourite. I think any mm. nip would help. No, I wouldn't drink nothing else. Just gin. Just gin. Water Neat. and a bit of gin. Love it. That's really good. What mm. about you, Mel? Well, I can't say that I'm getting boozed out the back, but... <laughs> I didn't say I was getting boozed, excuse me. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. Um, but definitely, you know, preparation, like Tam said. And sure, you've got a, a checklist of everything before the day. I find checklists help me massively. I love ticking things off. And if you're doing events regularly, start a process. So um, you can always be sure that you've considered every single thing, like safety, COVID protocols delivery docs whether you've sent the run sheet to everybody the mc script if you've sent that enough ahead of time um and ensure you surround yourself with supplies you trust so this is a really important one and if you're doing events regularly you can build that sort of family of supplies that you know are the a team if it's your first event though just calling them ahead of time if you're a little bit worried checking everything's good they've received the run sheet they don't have any questions and then you'll definitely feel calmer going into the event. Yeah, suppliers you trust is a, is a really good one. I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that can really bring a sense of calm because mm-hmm. they get there, you know that they're, they, have, they deliver top-notch service and that just does make you breathe easily when you see their face and you see them loading in and totally. you say, how are you? Hi, how are you? And you're both just cool about it and... Yep. <sighs> Yeah, I feel more calm just now talking about it. (laughs) Um, And I find I am a a stressor. For someone who works in events, it's not the best trait. But I've learnt ways to deal with it. Like if there's any elements you're worried about, 
I develop like a contingency plan in my, the back of my head or do things to mitigate it. So if you're worried about the printing or the quality of what it's going to look like, arrange to pick it up a few days earlier. So there's time to fix anything that's gone wrong. Mm. Um, if you're worried about a certain supplier, like I said, give them a call, talk things through again, say, can I just talk through the run sheet with you verbally? Is that okay? I'm sure they'll be fine to do that. In fact, they'll probably think you're more professional for doing it. Yeah. Um, entertainment, worried about them not turning up again, touching base. Maybe scheduling them to the sound check a little bit earlier so you've got that peace of mind. Might cost you a little tiny bit more but might be worth it. And writing down, if you're really worried, writing down everything that can go wrong and what's the worst case scenario. Like we're not saving lives, we're not doctors. As much as I love events, that helps me put things into perspective. Like yeah. it's just someone might not get a drink but we'll sort it out in the end and it's all going to be great. Really good. I like the idea of what we always do it on event site is you've sent your suppliers the run sheet you've checked if they've received it they've said yes but then you just do a quick briefing or a quick overview of what their role is on the event day just to reassure yourself and that will also bring a sense of calm yeah definitely sometimes things get a little bit muddled in in communication if you haven't done a fantastic run sheet and they've misconstrued something you've said or a time or yeah yeah it's just that little piece of uh, communication can really cement that you're both on the same page absolutely that's how I've ended up bumping out centerpieces at about 3 30 in the morning because the florists didn't realize that they were required to bump out that night they had a breakfast event after the ball it was a nightmare yuck yeah but anyway those are my tips for staying calm beautiful I love it both really great so we've touched on how you prepare before an event and we've also looked at what you do on site on the actual event day. So what I really want to know now is how do you celebrate after the party finishes? Do you go out for a little bevy or do you head straight to bed? You've got one of both here. So <laughs> and based on the answers from last time, I'm sure you can work out which is which. Yeah, I feel like Stop now, it. Now we're going to be straight to bed and Tam, I think a cheeky bevy is up your alley. Because <laughs> oh, my mind is just absolutely running fast as soon as you know if it's been a massive event like five six hours and everything's gone really well and we've just you know bumped out the last supplier I'm absolutely buzzing I don't know how anyone could possibly go to bed Mel like how how could you I'm just like with energy absolutely wound up you know, thinking about all the things that went well, all the things that didn't go well as well. I really beat myself up badly. Mm. And, um, yeah, if there are little things, quite often guests didn't actually even know, but I know they didn't go to plan. So I'll run through all those things. So being able to walk out of that room and go to sleep (laughs) is damn near impossible. Well, let's first preface it by saying we're talking about a big event, like you've been on site all day, probably 20 hours. Yeah. The lead up was hectic. Like literally the night before, I'd been in the office till 9, 10 p.m. printing run sheets and guest lists because they just kept changing mm-hmm. auction items. For a short event, I'm always keen for a drink. After two, three hours or a daytime thing, always buzzing for a drink and a debrief. But if it's 3 a.m., yeah, I am just mentally exhausted. Like my brain, all that's in there is a monkey clapping one symbol. <laughs> Nothing, I love that. nothing going on. 
No, I have fallen asleep. I in a, at a few events um, that we've had, say at Crown, and we've stayed in a hotel room. I've fallen asleep mid sentence. Like the other person in the room is trying to debrief with me. They're was buzzing. I, was I the other person in the room? A few times, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just am out of it completely. I just can't do it because I'll go back if I went back to the room and tried to wind down by myself. I would have to get everything out on paper right. if I didn't have someone to talk to. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. I remember Tam is always, yeah, she'll drag me after an event for a celebratory drink and... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll force me into it, but I am pretty keen to get out of there. My feet hurt. <laughs> I'm like, this is true. This yeah. is, you, you do the shoe change. Yes, that's true. But you're, you've got more stamina when we do get out because uh, I know I've been found slumped in yes. the corner of a bar before so, Tam, at an after party. Tam's got all the energy as soon as we leave, but turn around and she's asleep in the corner of the bar. <laughs> So you're the one saying, yeah, everyone, let's yeah. go. And first one out as soon as you get to the bar or something yes. like that. And I think this is testament to who worked harder. Oh, oh okay. sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, look, yeah. I mean, after being awake for 20 hours and working for 18 of those, yeah. you're either on a like a crazy high or you are going to go, to Yeah. <laughs> and you know why as well is usually the formalities or the like, stressful performance or whatever's been going on finishes about 10 or 11 p.m. And then you've got to hang around and wait till you can pack up till the guests go at 12 or 1. So in that two hours is when I kind of come down from it all. Mm. So I'll be like, wow, that's amazing, so exciting. How about this, about that? By the time the guests finally piss off and the house lights are on at 1, <laughs> I am done. <laughs> yeah. When the ugly lights come on, you're a little bit delirious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this shocks you back into reality like, oh, God. Now we've got to pack up all this stuff. Yeah. Oh. Lots happening by yes. the sounds of it. Great. Now, after you've either had your bevy or you've gone straight to bed, you get up the next morning, pro- probably back in the office or when you return to work that following week, what's your post-event ritual? What does that look like? Well, that's when I want to debrief. That's when I my brain is back and I can remember and the, the monkey's got two symbols again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. After I'm a big one for self care. If it's been a big gig, I often haven't seen my family for a long time. Mm. I put on some comfy slippers. I have a foot spa, it's oh, true. Beautiful. <laughs> Sit in front of front of a bit of Netflix. I want to chat and hang out with the kids, read a book, see some friends. Um, eat a nice meal and just super wind down, relax and, yeah, be kind to myself. However, if I haven't done notes the night before, I would definitely do notes the next day. So I will use um, – I'll just write a one-pager and this is a tip I got when I first entered the events industry from uh, an events guru that I really looked up to. I will write a one-pager on – just for me really on what worked and what didn't work and I know that I can then reflect it's out on the page I can look back at it if I need to if I'm back in the office with the team the next week I can bring up the parts that I need to with them Um, but it's just a really good way to be self-reflective and while it's all really fresh in your mind get it out on the page and Um, it's therapeutic for those people like people like you and I who beat ourselves up so much about the tiny things that went wrong I find it helpful to think how I'm going to avoid doing that again in the future true well it's also like having a rant on paper yes you can just have a whinge get it straight out whatever did or didn't go well it's all fresh like what you said Tam and you're just kind of clearing your mind Mm. yeah and it's quite cathartic to go back through the run sheet 
because on the night during the show, I'll write notes all over the run sheet. My run sheet is an absolute mess by the end of the night. But all that scribble is what's going to go into my one pager afterwards because it's it's what happened minute by minute. And also I keep a note on timings. So just checking, you know, you've got all your run sheet times. Did it go at that actual time? Did the speech end then? Did it end early? Did it end later? All of those notes are on my run sheet and they get transferred into this one pager. Yeah, that's a great tip. And uh, also hydrate. Yeah. <laughs> hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. With gin or water? With water <laughs> because I drank the gin the night before. Right, right. Sorry. Smart. Very good. <laughs> so I had that as well. Definitely writing down list of successes, improvements, how you can um, improve on it again next year or, you know, stop some of the little mishaps happening. Um, and passing on any, and we're talking this isn't like the Sunday or the weekend, the day after, but. Monday, back in the office, passing any of that feedback onto the relevant suppliers as well. So things that they might not have thought of. I've had a backdrop blow over before and it was so light. I'm shocked that they didn't say, hey, by the way, we don't supply weights, but you need to weight it down or, yeah, you know, those sort of things. It's really helpful for them as well to, for you to pass it on. And then my personal favourite, reconciling budgets. I love numbers. <laughs> <laughs> reconciling... Um, you know, finalising supplier invoices, thanking everyone who was involved and then booking for next year if it was an amazing event and you're going to do it again. <laughs> you're straight back into it, Yep, hey? straight. <laughs> well, next day. Th- those big events you need to be. Yeah, true. <laughs> Great. That was awesome, guys. So I guess the few takeaways we can really get from this episode is first one, Tam, you really touched base on this one, is prepare, prepare, prepare. Make sure you've got your run sheet ready, potentially printing at the last minute so you've got all your most up-to-date um, information on there um, and that'll help you be calm on the day. Um, moving through that, we also discussed just making sure you're hydrated. Got that one a big tip. Communicating with your suppliers was a big one and then finishing it off with either a bevy or heading straight for a good nap. So I loved all mm. those tips you guys gave today. Bevy. <laughs> nap <laughs> shout it from the rooftop <laughs> champagne pop that cork oh yeah beautiful thank you so much for having me guys today thanks for being on jp thank you look forward to hopefully coming on another episode Ooh, she's gunning for yeah, it she is. <laughs> i'm putting it out there guys Gotta watch my seat <laughs> see you later bye. bye thanks for tuning in for your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.